Bam, we're live. Oh, good. Here we go. Airline. Hello. Hey, girl, what's up? How's it going? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I started getting nervous that um, we gave you the wrong time. No, no. I was trying to get the lighting and the sound and <laughs> trying to look good. It wasn't on you because when I looked at the calendar this morning, I knew I we had you scheduled at eight. And some and our calendar sometimes does a weird thing where it shifts time zones. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, did we give Caroline the wrong time? I had seven PST. So awesome. Oh, uh, where are you? I'm in the East Coast. Yeah. Um so in the winter to- in the winner's room, I see. There what? In the winner's room, I see. I see trophies and stuff in the winner's yep. room. In the, in the winner's room. <laughs> Yeah, my office. Hey, um, do you, do you ever feel like that there's you can't even believe it's games times, games time again? I don't know what it's like to be a coach, but when the season ends, are you like, okay, uh, two weeks in the Bahamas, six <laughs> weeks back watch training, one week to see family, eight weeks, uh, whatever something, uh, endurance training, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I ran out of time. We're not even going to get to do all the stuff I want to do before the games comes. Um. I think I'm pretty good at planning everything that needs to get done, but the calendar is definitely built around like the whole game season and off season and the competitions that we want to do during that time. So yeah, time, there's not enough time. So it is like that. There isn't enough time. Yeah. Hey, I I hear people say um, also things like I can't do that comp because it'll interfere with my, what is that about? I never understood that. So if you have strength training, you can't stop and do rogue or you can't stop and do Wadapalooza or if you have some sort of like specific training you're in, you don't want to stop and interrupt it. Is it, is that really that much of a big deal? I It's, it's not just the comp, it's the recovery that you need after. So like, it always depends on the type of training cycle that people are on. Obviously you want to be able to do like a full cycle of whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Um, so having a comp in the middle is going to interrupt that. So it's not going to be as beneficial as doing your full cycle, whether that's six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks, whatever that is. But then you also need to take time off. Like a competition is going to take a lot out of you and you shouldn't just be like, oh, now I need to get back into games training. Like you should be taking some time off. So that means you're again, delaying, you know, for X amount of weeks, depending on how much time you need to take for recovery. And that's different for everybody in terms of you know, physically, mentally, like all of that is, is draining. Did you get sick? Did you get injured? Like there's also a lot of variables that you don't know that could happen in competition. Um, I know for us, like it's definitely, an, you need an off season. Like every sport has an off season. And with all the off season comps now, it's like you could be on basically for year on a year on year. So I think you have to, at this point, depending on your level, like you need to start planning your season like your whole year in, in terms of like which competitions are you doing so that you can take some off time um and then be able to like ramp back up and that's also like psychologically like we all need downtime right like so so, so comps are significant interruptions yes. significant yes and and i had never heard that before but that makes perfect sense in recovery is like the huge part of it yeah i mean you you gain you gain all your gains happen during your recovery not during your training Right. If you don't take the time to recover, you're not going to maximize the training that you're doing in the gym. So you need those days off and you need that off season, that off time to make sure that you're actually like getting that, you know, one percent increment of 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 gain or improvement. So it's important. 
for those of you who don't know, this is uh, Caroline Lambre. She has been around forever. Uh, in my infancy at CrossFit, I remember um, being in, in media pits with you, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was trying to rattle my brain where I first saw you, and then, um, and then, uh, as of her latest incarnation, she is the uh, head coach um, behind uh, the phenomenal uh, Jeffrey Adler. Just the 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 tr the train that could, right? I mean, just incrementally. Has and is now the guy is probably one of the biggest threats to uh, the the not just the podium the number one spot on the podium. Um, going back to this thing, uh, this recovery thing. So you could train you could train your ass off. And what is recovery? Is recovery in the most simplistic sense? I just need to go to bed. I need I need to eat something and go to bed. I think there's different there's different aspects of recovery. Like nutrition is going to be one because like metabolically everything like at, at the the cellular level, like each cell is important, right? So they need their nutrients and all of that. So nutrition is going to play a big part in recovery. Sleep in terms of your hormones, like that's going to play a big part. But also just like, I like to think of it as like yin and yang, like you need to do stuff and then you need to like not do stuff. And like, to me, there's no such thing as active recovery. Like recovery is like doing nothing is doing nothing or like as little as you can. So for some people that might mean yoga, for some people that might mean, you know, just watching a movie or reading or something. But if you're going for like a two hour walk, that walk better be very, very slow and very minimal stress because like I can go for a two hour walk and I'll, I'll, I'll like my whoop was gonna detect the strain. Like, I'm like no in. incline, like you take it seriously. Like don't walk up yeah. a, 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 a severe incline for uh, and, and break a severe sweat for 40 minutes. Yeah. But so that's where like, that's, it's very different for each person and like coaching different people. Like for me, yeah, going for a two hour walk. And if I'm talking with friends, like that's not an active recovery for me, for you, it might be right. So you need to learn what that recovery is for you. But to me being actively recovering, it means actively doing nothing, not actively doing something of low intensity, but that's my definition. So. And important that your athletes adhere to that so they could, yeah. Reap the benefits of the training. Yes. So every athlete should know what their recovery protocol is in terms of like, for me, like doing like nothing. Like, does that mean stretching for some people? Yes. For some people, no. Like Jeff doesn't stretch on his off days. He'll do all his mobility work on his on days. Off days are like off. Like he doesn't want to move unless it's cleaning. He'll clean his wall. He'll wash his car. He'll clean the apartment like that to him. Like for his mind, that's like good but anything but for other people it might be like yeah doing like an hour of mobility or going for a walk or doing something so it's important that you know yourself as an athlete it, um are you ever um fully recovered like is it like a video like is it like a video game where it's like you're just sitting there and it's like deep deep beep ah <laughs> uh maybe like i i know i have some days where like i feel really really good yeah like, and we train we do cross we do like crossfit train three days on one day off so every day off for us is coming back like very very often so um yeah after a recovery day like i i can feel like fully charged um but that doesn't mean like every recovery day is going to feel or post recovery day is going to feel like that and, and kind of what's fascinating about the games and, and uh, unfuck me if i need to be here that place, particularly, you're trying to cheat. You're trying to hack recovery because mm -hmm. there's no recovery there. So you're trying to do some things to like hack it and expedite 
the recovery, right? Yeah. And that's where like knowing yourself is like really, really important. Like, you know, a lot of people have been talking about like cold or hot therapy, you know, do you want to get massage or like a physio treatment, like pre post, like all these things, like that's when, again, like during your off season is also time to test that. Right. Like, do you want to stretch? Like what time you need to go to bed? What's your night routine? What's your morning routine? Like all of those things kind of come into play because you have to be like dialed in on those days. Or is the famous line um, that the great Jeffrey Adler said, uh, he must jacuzzi. I must jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jacuzzi. The jacuzzi is helpful. The jacuzzi. I love it. Uh, um, you're, you and you guys are also a couple. Yeah. Live together. Yep. Uh, married? No, engaged. Engaged. And, and how Again, long have you been? Again, we can't. Everybody's like, when's the? Because it's going to come up on two years in September. Yeah. We're like, when's the wedding? It's like, we have the. The season, like what am I going to do? Like, yeah, I have other things to do. I'm happy. I got, I got my ring. I got the proposal. We've been in it for a long enough time. Like I'm not worried. It's not. How, how long have you guys lived together? Mm, eight years. Like we basically started dating, and within two or three months, you moved in. Who who does the domestic stuff? Who does like if the if the electricity bill come? Who pays that? I think I do. Does he does he have time? to do any of those it sounds like he found that he found some uh therapeutic in cleaning he's found some therapeutics right yeah uh, the vacuuming folding shit washing i love all that shit i love that's all therapeutic for me too um does he but the stuff that i don't want to do i don't want to do you know what I mean? like i don't like to do any of the like uh deal with mortgage people who pays the mortgage do you guys have a house i do i so it's mine right now Oh, so you do all that. He doesn't have to do any of that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So if he, if you guys, let's say were to go out and buy a car, you guys would go out and maybe pick it. Does he even want to even be bothered picking the car? Oh, we went car shopping after last year's games. We got our, well, he got his dream car before his thirties. Oh, so he, he, okay. And then once he picks the car, does he just go outside and call his friends and then you deal all with all the paperwork and like all the adult shit? Uh, no. So I think for that, like he, the car is in his name. Like he wanted to do all of that. Oh. And, uh, oh, that was, that up. was fine. Cause that was like one thing that he wanted to kind of check off his, his bucket list. Oh. Uh, but there's definitely things that he enjoys less and like, I'll take up the slack. And it, again, it really depends on where we are in the season. Like I'll do the dishes more often right now and in the off season he'll do them more often, but it's just like, it's, it's all a question of like bandwidth like emotional mental bandwidth like he can't be bothered with it right now so it's like it's fine um and is is it uh does it require um i'm guessing like in those types of like hyper successful people or both both of you are um achieving on a crazy high focus level right yeah and and I'm in as we get especially closer to game season, but all mm-hmm. year you're probably you guys are both pretty much like this. You see the world like this. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there has to be a lot of you can, can't be there. There's not time for petty shit, right? No. The, at all. We're not that type of people anyway. Like we're both very direct, very open communication. Like if something bothers us, we'll say it, and it's like it's also like water off my back. Like right. You know, it doesn't nothing permeates very deeply um and i think that's one of the reasons why you know it works and we're able to be like this focus and it's like we 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 thrive in that kind of environment 
Yeah, like I'll give you an example, and maybe you could think of one too. But um, like my mother-in-law will send me a birthday card. Thank you, like a birthday card with like a you know five dollars in it, and it'll sit on my uh, in front of my computer. And a week will pass, and two weeks will pass, and then three weeks will pass. And I was like, "Hey, did you open the card for my mom?" I'm like, "Oh no, sorry." And then another week will pass, and another week will pass, and she's like, "Did you open?" It? But she knows I'm focused. I'm, it's not like I'm avoiding opening. It's yeah. sitting right on my fucking keyboard. And then, but she never gets upset at me. And then yeah. finally she'll open it and she'll walk over to me and she'll strike one time. She's like, look, my mom uh, sent you a check. I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. And then she's like, do you want me to cash it for you? I'm like, oh, yeah, please. And then she's like, okay, here's your phone. Text my mom. Thank you. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, but I'm never getting trouble. Yeah. It's just like, I'm autistic. I'm doing some other shit. I'm just like, and I'm assuming you and Jeff have to be like that too. You can't, you can't be like, you can't walk over to me like, you're not being nice to my family. You don't have time for that shit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not conducive to anything. Like we do the dishes when we need to do them. And if he doesn't yeah. feel like it, I'm not going to harp on him. Like right. that's not going to be productive. So, and especially like, I think as the years have gone by too, it's like, okay, I know during game season, like he's stressed, he's working out, like just everything is like, it's even more pressure. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to pile on. Right. I'm going to try and pick up the slack. Like, this is when I need to pick up the slack and just kind of make sure that everything. And it's the same thing for him. Like, if he knows that I'm stressed for like, you know, I, I went to school, I passed my level three, like whatever, like he was picking up the slack back then. Like, we're always trying, like we work as a team. Yeah. So like shoveling like stuff over to the other person is not going to help. Like we're, at, we're always trying to help each other. Yeah. God, that you nailed it too. You all, you do have to always be trying to help the other person too. With mm -hmm. You always have to be like, if you're filling your water bottle, you fill theirs, even if they didn't ask you. You have to be like doing all those yeah. things. God, um, do, do you take him for granted? I hope not. I hope he oh. doesn't feel taken for granted. Oh, I take my wife for granted. That, that, that kind I know it's not ideal, but it's kind of like, um, do you think he takes you for granted? No. No. Oh, I wow. think like sometimes it can feel that way because like, yeah. It's nice to have more praise. I'm trying, starting to think in French right now. Like it's it's nice to feel. Is that because you're getting romantic and emotional? You were about to Maybe. talk in French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, so there's there's words that like they just pop into my head, and it's like that's exactly what I mean. And now I'm looking for that word in English. Um, yeah. I'm gonna sound like I want to grateful. Like. Oh. I, I think it's nice when you feel the other person is grateful and sometimes it can feel like it's, it's not to the level maybe that I would want um, yeah. because we all express our love differently and like all these things. But I think deep down, like I hope he feels like I'm grateful and I don't take him for granted. And that's the same thing. Like, I don't, I don't think he takes me for granted. Yeah. Even though like someone like I could feel like that, but that's not, that's me. That's not him because like I would want X, Y, Z, right? Like that's th those are my needs. Those are my, that's how I'm feeling. Um, kind of in a weird way. Maybe I'm just feeling defensive, but I take, I even take for granted that, um, I take for granted that she, what was the word you use? That she's grateful. And <laughs> I hope she takes for granted that I'm grateful. Well, it's just because there's almost no time. Yeah. To, to, and, like, that's, and that's the thing too. Like, I think we've, we've put our relationship also like in a very, specific context of we're competing right now and i think life is going to look very different when he stops competing and i don't know if i'll stop coaching or what that life is going to look like like post his games career but 
I think we're very much operating in this very specific box. And we know that it, there's a finite amount of time that we're going to spend in this box. Yeah. yeah. And like the life is going to be different once, once, you know, things kind of change. So, and we're also looking forward to that, but right now it's just like, yeah. The, the buttery bros video uh, is amazing. Are you pleased with the outcome of that? Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Those guys are, those guys are fantastic. They did you guys right. Um, when they come there, um, do you, do you guys enjoy that? Do you, is it? I'm guessing it's one of those things like right when they get there, you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this. And then after a few minutes, you're like, okay, this is cool. And then when they leave, you're kind of like happy. And then when it comes out, you're like, fuck, I'm so glad we did that. Is there like a, you know, like uh, when you have, at least that's how I am when yeah. I have guests over at my house. Like five minutes before they get there, I'm like, why did I invite them? Even if I love them. Like, <laughs> now I need to clean. Uh, no, I think. No, because I think the people that we do that come over are very professional and will make us feel like we can be ourselves. Does that make sense? Like it, it's not hard to be around the buttery bros or like even the rogue video that Jeff did. Like it was, it was easy for him to be himself. Like eventually he's like, I'm trying to do thrusters. Like I'm tired of him having the camera in his face. But in terms of just like being able to interact with Jeff or like him do his programming or like going home, things like that. Like to me, so far, like we've always been around people who are very professional and are going to make the process easy. Am I happy when they're gone? Like, yeah, because it's like more private. But other than that, like it's not it's it's not uh, it's not cumbersome. It, it, Jeff seems like uh, in the little bit I know him, but he seems like he's on another level right now. He seems um, he, he had that sort of that uh, man of wisdom with the pipe in his mouth. Just whenever he was relaxed, he was relaxed. Yeah. He seemed very comfortable in his skin more than ever. Is, is something happening to him? Is he, is he getting on another older. level? He's yeah. getting yeah. older. Yeah. I think um, like we all mature, we all, you know, get more comfortable with ourselves and our role. And I think that um, he's starting to believe like he, I always saw the potential in Jeff, um, but he's the type of person, like, you can't be called a winner until you win. So, like, he's not going to be comfortable until he feels like he can actually, like, be within reach. So I think, like, in the first few years and with all the game seasons and all the changes and all that, like, it was very hard for him to see himself in that position. And I think the last two years of the success that he's had, he's now able to actually like be more comfortable and be more confident because that was something like oh why aren't you like he's not gonna have that swagger of like oh, I, I can, i'm going to the games and i'm gonna win the games like no until i i until i win i'm gonna be able to say that but even before like you need to have enough for him you needed to have enough fitness and enough um past success and i think that's what like winning the open winning semis like podium at Rogue, like those are indications that he can have success. And now he's going to start believing that he can have that success at the games and podium and things like that. But he's not the type of person who's going to be like, before any of that happens, that's just going to believe that it's possible. So he knows now. I think so. Yeah. Jeffrey Adler knows that he could sit in the number one spot at the CrossFit games. All he can beat all those people. Yes. And oh, that's crazy. That's cool. Even before that. And that was like where for me as a coach and just like understanding him better as a person, even like a spouse and, and coach, um, 
you still at some point you also need to say that you want to do it you want to have this goal like podium at the games winning the games like you need to say it because it's going to change all the actions and all the steps that you're going to take between the moment that you say that and you know for us game season like but he wasn't going to commit to that goal before he saw success so i needed to realize that but also like once he sees success like now you need to commit and be like that's what i want to do because now like the whole season has been built and his training and like his recovery and everything that he's done from the moment that he started to believe and like wanted to podium at the games his actions have been different that's that's fascinating i never heard it like that he so he needs to say it um so he needs to say hey i want to I'm, I'm i'm going to win the crossfit games or i want to win the crossfit games i and that's that's a huge difference i want to win the crossfit games is one thing and i mean anybody can say that right i'm going to win is an assurance you can't you, you can't have that because you never you can get injured you can get sick there's all these different things so it's not like it's not saying that I'm I'm going to because that to me is like too too much of a certainty and in, in a unknown situation. But I want to win is something that is yours, and you can take actions to make sure that you're as prepared and as you know fit or you know knowledgeable and all these things in order to win. Like you have to admit that that is your goal. Um, uh, I, I apologize for this rude interruption, but I am a bit of a, a whore for money. A Barry McCockiner says, <laughs> fuck, Mary, kill Adler, Vellner, or Fikowski. My goodness. It, it, it's his fiance on the show. Dude, this show if has no If we could have class. a Canadian podium, I would yes. be so happy. Like, yeah. that would be amazing. Are you, you're born in Canada? Yeah. And, and, in he's born in, and he's born in Canada? Yeah. You guys seem like you're from totally different countries. That, that's how it is in Canada. How far were you born from him? Um, like ninety minutes, two hours. How come he talks uh, funny and you talk like you talk like normal, like you're from a TV set, like me, and he talks he talks like he's from a foreign country. What, what's what's it? from ninety minutes away that can happen? Yeah, it's just different backgrounds. So my grandmother is from England. Yeah, my mom's side. So yeah. my on my mother's side, like everybody was bilingual. So I went to school in French, but I basically grew up watching American television. Yeah. And I worked in hotels and like I was customer service for a really long time. So a lot of people thought that I was like American just because like my accent kind of came from that. I also had more of a Canadian accent or more of a French Quebec accent when I was younger and dated someone I was like that was Anglophone. He's like making fun of me a little bit because I do the duh instead of the. I was like, oh. I'm, not, I'm not going through life like that. So I, you know, I practice and there's a, so there's a little bit of that. But um, our, our background is just very different. What what um what did your parents do? What do you mean? Oh, the, in terms of profession? Yeah, like their vocation. Yeah. Uh, well, my parents were divorced since I was like a year and a half. Uh, my dad was a taxi driver, which is very, uh, I guess, stereotypical. He's a taxi driver in Montreal. Uh, and then my mom was mostly stay at home. Oh, interesting. Um, taxi drivers are black in Montreal. There's he's Haitian, so there's a lot of oh, the Haitian, downtown okay. taxi drivers that were yeah. Haitian. It's just like yeah. a little bit of a stereotype. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you go to LA and you get an Uber, they're all Armenian. Oh. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's kinda of, it's kind of a trip. I go in the car and the guy starts talking Armenian to me because we and we all recognize each other's last names. I am. Mm. Is your dad first generation from uh Haiti? Yeah. 
Wow, I bet you he's got some stories. Probably, yeah. How old I'm not very he... I'm not very close to my to my dad. How how old was he when he um uh came here, do you know? I don't. Like mid twenties probably, because my parents dated I think a year and a half before they had me, and then they divorced a year and a half later. Like it was a very short relationship. I don't think he was here for very long before that. So he was 28 when I was born. So I'm guessing maybe did, 24. Is he still in Canada or did he go back to yeah. Haiti? Oh, no, no, okay. he's still in Montreal. Going back to that thing where um, you uh, to, about winning. So once you commit to winning, that question pops up at different times, right? So it's eight o'clock at night. And it's like, do you want to be a winner? Okay, put your phone down and go to sleep. It, 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 I guess yeah. it comes up at different significant times. You're at a wedding. Do you want to be a winner? You don't drink that glass of champagne. But then there's also also got to be like times when it comes up where it's like a, a second to last event at the CrossFit Games and you have one rope climb left and you don't want to go up. Yeah. Right? And that's going to be all him. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so the, the, the significance of the timing, but it is always the same question. Yes. Fuck. That's intense. And once you say the question out loud. You got to take the steps. I mean, you, you either your whole life pivots on it. You're confirming what you really want. Right. Right. Like, and that's no matter what question you ask yourself, like I want to get 500 pound back squat. Well, that might take years, which is fine, but can you, you know, get five pounds every three months, you'll eventually get there, but you need to squat pretty often in order to get there. So like you need, then you're going to confirm the type of person that you are by saying yes or no. And, and, and but and during that time, your whole life pivots on it. So you have all these people like your life can't just be CrossFit. You have to have values. I found solace in Jesus Christ. I, I, I my, my family's more important to me than CrossFit. But at the end of the fucking day, if you're gonna win that event every time, you am I going to my brother's wedding in Hawaii? Mm -hmm. I think win. that's but that, and those are the, I think the personal differences because I wouldn't I. I think in order to be at the pinnacle of anything, whether it's sport or business or call it whatever you want, people do have to be hyper-focused. And I think you have to start saying no to a lot more things than yes. Yeah. Because yeah. saying no to that is basically, like I said, affirming yes to your goal. Um, but I think that those yeses and no are going to be very different based on who you are and, and what's happening. Like maybe you should go to your brother's wedding. Like, you know, family is also important, but maybe that means staying two days instead of three. Yeah. Maybe that means like not going, like I'm, I'm not going to do the bachelor party, but I'll go to your wedding. Like, I think there's always ways of making sure that you're getting the best out of life as well. Cause like, it can't just be, you can't be miserable doing it. Cause that's another thing too. Like if you're unhappy, if the choices that you're making are making you unhappy, that's, I don't think, I don't think you'll be able to achieve your goal either. Cause then you're just going to, despise the process like you have to, you have to enjoy the process as well so everybody that's burnout find, you just define burnout right yeah you need to find your own balance and that's going to be different for everybody um and like you know there's things that jeff and i are willing to do that i know other athletes aren't willing to do and if as long as like you're happy with your decision and how you're leading your life and where those choices take you then you know then that's all you can ask for at the end of the day do you enjoy watching him move yeah yeah. 
do you have favorite clothes that you like to see him in when he's moving? You're like, oh, th- I could see like though if he just works out in those shorts and he does that workout, like this is fucking great. You know, <laughs> he what used I mean? to wear tights. I used to, I got him to wear tights, and he doesn't wear oh. them anymore. So that's, I'm very sad. But I just like watching him move. Like the yeah. what, and I think I've mentioned this before, but like what made me realize that he had the potential was just like his me seeing him as first burpees. Like he oh, just had a way yeah. of moving yeah. on burpees that was just like. I still collapse on the floor and there's like, there's, there's nothing tight. Like there's nothing pretty about my burpees. And he was just like in this flow. And I was just like, okay, like there's something there. And it's, and it was, it wasn't like a snatch or it wasn't like, Oh, his first deadlift. I think he mentioned it on the podcast is like his first deadlift was like 425 or something like ridiculous that everybody's like tear. Like I wish I could. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But like I could bench more than him. Like I beat him in the open, like on 15.5, like things like, like, it wasn't anything of that nature. It was like, it was burpees. Yeah. Um, I remember watching, um, uh, a lot of athletes would come downstairs at HQ and I'd get to see them work out. And it was awesome watching all the, the athletes work out. And you could, you know, I remember Brooke Entz would come there a lot and I loved watching her work out and love watching her move. Even just when she did the warm ups was crazy. And then one day she did a workout against Tia and they were both doing burpees and Tia didn't like, all of Tia's and they were over the bar and all of Tia's burpees look like one burpee. Mm. Whereas um, Brooks looks segmented and, 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 and Tia was just, it, you, do you know what I mean by like, it didn't look like she was doing one, two, three. It just, Tia was just flowing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whole oh, I can't even believe I'm see I couldn't believe what I was even seeing. And it was like, yeah. And I, I love, I wonder if every coach loves watching people move, watching people. I mean, that's kind of the best part. I love movement. I, wa- I love watching people dance. I love yeah. watching people work out. Like there's, there's, there's beauty in like a virtuous air squat. Like there's beauty in like moving well and just like, yeah, being in a state of flow. Like that's something that I, I enjoy as a coach. Or, or like when I liked it, um, I'll, I'll never forget. I don't know. Uh, being in Madison and, and the boys had to pick up um, the, um, some heavyweight. It was it was like three strongman things. They had to do like a yoke and carry two logs, something. And I like watch it right as their hand grabs. I like staring at their forms right as their hands grab, like to pick up, and you just see all the muscles start flexing or veins pop out, or you just stare at their face as as, as they're walking, and you just see all this shit happening to it, all the emotion. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's such it's such a good time. Um, Alleg uh, Allegra R. I got here late, but can't. Wait to watch this. Pump to see how Adler does this year. Do you, do you feel a um? Oh oh, here Dan Guerrero. Oh Canada, oh, <laughs> Canada. Um, do you do you sense a a a shift in in the way people are viewing um your horse that there is a that there's a like that not only does Jeff realize that he can win, but everyone now is like, oh shit, this guy's like a serious threat. This, like, do you see a new interest in him? I don't, I'm not sure because I feel like some of his fan base he's had for a, a while. Like, and I think like people will, will like certain athletes for whatever reasons. Right. And I, so I'm not sure if his fan base grew because more people are starting to believe, or if it's just like the people who used to believe still do. And now because Jeff is getting attention, we can see more of them. Mm. right like now that the games is posting about jeff you can see everybody who likes jeff but if the games isn't posting about jeff then you don't know how many are out there right so uh, right, I'm, right so i'm not right. sure that that's right. where like i don't i don't i don't know 
the, obviously there's these qualities that each of us have, uh, your personality, uh, the way your face looks and the way your body looks. Right. Yeah. And, and then when you're doing something, it's also your performance. Right. Yeah. So, um, but he, he looks, he has a nice face and he has a great body and his personality seems to, he, he seems to really be coming like the elderly statesman. Like he's like coming into his own and now his performance is, is going to be there. I don't know. I feel like that there's this, it's it's here. This I feel like this is Adler's year to, um, to 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 make the biggest statement he's ever made. I hope so. It's yeah. it's it's like, and I've been in the media for a while. Like it's hard because I think a lot more people should be getting a lot more attention. And there's you know there's sixty minutes in an hour, so how are you going to divide that? But um, I've been doing a lot of homework, watching past games and things like that, and just like who do you see on camera? Like what's happening? And it it. CrossFit tends to focus on the same people all the time. So it's very hard to get through that. I hope that Jeff gets a little bit more attention, but I also hope that just the sport, like I want to see what's happening. Yeah. Right? Like, I want it like back nine, he was done. And like, you didn't even know. Like, so I want to see him win, but I also want to see what's happening. Like as a whole, the that was a workout at the games last year, back nine. Last year, 2019, he finished fifth. On the first workout, they had the run, the road climbs. It was the dot-com workout. He finished fifth. Nobody knows because you yeah. didn't have a camera on him because he's yeah. watching, you know, Pat Vellner do snatches. Cool, but, like, Jeff, who's an unknown rookie of the year, finishing fifth, like, that's a pretty cool opening statement. Nobody knows. And that's why people are like, oh, he's a straight guy. I'm like, he's been pretty good at cardio, guys. Like, he's he's he has it. We're good. He, he was rookie of the year? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, his his rookie year. So in oh, 2019, oh. in 2019, his first time at the games, his first workout, he finished fifth. He got cut. That's that's a hole. That cuts. Hey, did you see the video? Uh, Brian Spin posted it, and he's asking um, Dallin Pepper, "Hey, what do you think about the cuts?" And he goes, "That that doesn't matter to me. That 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 doesn't concern me." Like basically saying, uh, yeah, like, basically saying, like, I'm not, I'm so good, like, I'm not. It's not even doesn't even matter to me. I kind of like that response. I <laughs> not kind that, of. I did like it. I I do like it in the sense that like it, he shouldn't be worried about it. Right. Like if if you think you're gonna do a top ten, if you think you want a podium, like you shouldn't you shouldn't be worried about them. Now that doesn't mean that they're not important or they're not gonna change potentially their strategy or how it affects the games, careers, things like that. Like right. There's a lot that can be said for for cuts and. And the exposure that it gives people, the motivation or the demotivation that it's going to give, the turnover in terms of, you know, athletes, like the 2014 games probably has the most amount of re like people who stay longer in the games because you didn't have cuts in 14, 15, 16, 17, right? Like all those years didn't have cuts. BKG's first year, he was 24th. Like I, I've been doing my reaches. Like he was 24th. He ended up podiuming the next year, but if he had been cut, that would have changed his whole 10 year. So meaning meaning you think he wouldn't have got the experience that year to make himself good enough to be on the good may, following. Maybe year? he would have done like Sam Briggs and gave him the fire in his belt. Like, but we don't know. And that's where like right. it's all speculation. But I don't mind saying that you earn your spot at the games and you you earn every day and all these things, but either we say and as a sport, like we're not going to next year NF NHL playoffs saying, hey, it's going to be a three out of five. No, it's a four out of seven every year. 
like every year. Oh, so are, oh, we saying, oh. are we saying like next, like if this year we're having cuts, are we going to have cuts for the next five years? Like, can we, can we, like, if the sport is the sport, can we have rules that we all know? Like mm. it's already unknown, unknown. Like we're, we're all fine in the community. Like we've all been ingrained. Like we're all good with all this unknowable, but as a sport, there are certain things that should be predictable. And if we're saying that the bottom 10 or the bottom 20 isn't, doesn't play a large role on the leaderboard, that's one thing, but a performance can still make or break someone's career. Like the experience, like going through the full weekend, like all those things still matter to those athletes. And I think they still matter to the fans. Like if I'm paying $500 for games tickets, don't I want to see more game stuff? Like why would I want to see less? Mm. Like we're not stopping a, a football match after three three quarters you're like oh clearly they're gonna win we're gonna stop like nobody's pulling the rug under anybody's feet like we get to see all four quarters like to me it's although, like although i although i always thought this was kind of we i it's uh thought this was kind of weird but if 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 a team is crushing another team in the third quarter it seems like half the fans leave maybe but the fans that don't right like, yeah i hear you if, if you're, you're not a, if you're, you're not a fan of the cuts you're not a fan of the cuts or or you want consistency so i want i want consistency okay, and to okay. me and i do recognize and you and you see it at semis regionals you know waterpalooza whatever um it, with a larger field you're going to have a more disparate fitness level fine so if we're saying at the games the 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 fitness level that we're looking for on this sunday is 10 20 15 pick a number any number I don't, at that point i don't care then maybe from, let's say, semis, we only, let's say, make it 20. We only guarantee 20 people. And then if games week is going to be a week, why not have the other five, so from six to 10, compete to earn their spot into a top 30, and then you compete for the top 30? Mm. Like, we could, we could reorganize the season. Instead of cutting people at the games, let's make sure that the top, the top are going to be at the top. We know that. And it's that middle ground that we're not quite sure. Let's get let's get all of them together in a live competition. Let's give the fans more CrossFit. Let's have them duke it out at the games. And then, I don't know, there's five, seven, ten of them that move on. And now we only have a top 30 for the games. And that might be more competitive. Like, I, there's, it's just like, I, I think there's, the sport hasn't, isn't done evolving. And I'm fine with that. But a little bit of consistency, like, I wish Jeff would have competed in 2014, 15, 16, 17 because of the stability that it had. And people were able to build a fandom and build a career and do all these things. And right now, like 19 to now, like it's, it's hard. It's much harder. Uh, Sean M uh, says uh, she's 100% right. He, here's the, he, let me just say this. Cause you got this guy on your side. <laughs> I, I like the, um, I, I, I guarantee that when they make the cuts this year, both times, that everyone in the fans, everyone at home watching will experience some sort of tension. And I like that tension. And we're and those those three athletes, the one who's, you know, below the cut line, the one who's at the cut line, the one who's above the cut line will be in the in the hot seat. And I I enjoy that. For me, like I like I like the drama. I love the drama. So, that's it. Yes you, and but, no. But, but you guys Okay, go ahead. Fine. Yes, final word. Yes, You're the yes. you the final final. Okay. <laughs> Yes and no. <coughs> to me. By the way, what's your real quick before you say that? What's your is that a Wiener Schnitzel shirt? I saw you wearing that shirt in the Buttery Bros thing too, and I was looking for the. I put my Google camera on your shirt, 
Is that Wiener Schnitzel, the hot dog place? No, that's the CrossFit Wonderland logo. Oh, shit. For your gym. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Owner, affiliate owner, CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, chalk this up as affiliate series. Okay. I thought, do you know what Wiener Schnitzel is? Do you guys have that in Canada? No. Well, I, maybe in other parts of Canada, but not here. It's, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog place. Okay, sorry, my bad. Okay, go on, go on. Cuts, cuts. Okay, cuts. <laughs> cut, cut. Yes, tension, um, but Sevi, pay attention. Caroline's about to school you again. <laughs> no, I, these I think are conversations, and I think like how many people on all the decision making at the games, how many of them have actually competed and made their livelihood on competition? And this is where like it irks me personally because at some point because like being 21st and being 16th is thousands of dollars more and you're you're taking away their opportunity and everybody that earned their spot at the games the top 40 have put in not only one year years of work mm. for this and sacrifice and all of that and you're basically pulling that check out of their hand that's yep. one number two Fair. why are people willing to dedicate their their youth to getting to the nhl and nfl and professional sport because you know that paycheck at the end is going to be worth it if you put cuts it's not like come on la relève. um uh oh some french came out some french came out that this is what happens when i get excited now the words only come in one language um not recruits like the like rookies, like young people in the sport, like we need to have, once the old guard leaves, we need new blood, right? How do you ensure that you're going to attract this new blood, right? You need to give them the potential of earnings. You're not giving anybody any guarantee because you don't know where you're going to finish your first year at the games. Like you, you don't. Right. But if you know that potentially there's a hundred grand on the line versus 12, you might make more of those sacrifices. You might take two years out of your life to really try and get to that goal. And that's where, to me, the cuts, like if you want to grow the sport, we need to have more young, like we need more people to take that chance on themselves. And it, cuts make it, to me, make it very hard because you're taking away their opportunity of earning. Because you take that 100, 100 grand, you have to divide it on two, three, four years, like however, however long it took them to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ends so, up being pennies on the hour for how hard you worked. Exactly. So uh, money. Those are all the things that like make the cuts hard for me. Yeah, and that that's fair. Uh, money for the athletes, you're 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 impeding, getting in the way of that. You're uh, maybe uh, uh, demoralizing them and affecting their dedication to the sport. And uh, and what are new people supposed to think? It, it makes it even more impossible. It's already like winning the lotto to go to the CrossFit Games. And if you show that they're going to be cut, why would they? they I like all that. The, um, let me ask you a question. God, you're a great guest. Um, let me ask you this question. When are you going to take on another athlete? I already have. So you already, have. Because yeah, this dude's that. never going to get pregnant. Like Shane, like his athlete got pregnant. Yours is never going to get pregnant. But there's got to be – who have you taken on? You've taken on another individual? Yeah, Ben. Benoit Boulanger. Oh, Wow. And how long have you had him? Uh, we're starting our third year together. Wow. Uh, wow. That's, that could be a whole show about that. Is that contentious with um, uh, Mr. Adler? No. no. He's cool with it. Why, why didn't you take on a, uh, a girl, a female, a woman? But why wouldn't that have made more sense? Like, so that it's not um, competing against him? 
if 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 someone clicked, then yes. I think with Ben and I, like it was very starting a relationship and like everything that he had already established for himself as an athlete and his routine and everything and our vision and like everything made sense. Um, and he's, he's younger than Jeff. So like by the time that he makes it ah. where will Jeff be like, they're not, they're not, <laughs> in, the same, they're not in the same sphere, I guess, kind of, um, hopefully they'll both compete at the games at the same time. Like that's, that's our goal. Um, but Caroline, I hope you have real big problems in your future. I hope you have two guys vying. I hope yeah. you're torn. I hope you're torn between two guys fighting for the number one spot at the CrossFit game. I mean, you in order to be the best, you had to beat the best. So gotta give the everybody the feel like the best that we can. So yeah. When do you arrive in uh, Madison? The 29th. 29th. We're getting there late. We're getting late. Late. Hey, uh I, I appreciate uh I think we've just scratched the surface. You're always welcome on the show. Thank you. I, I can't believe I've waited this long to talk to you. You're, you're a wonderful, engaging uh, human being. Yeah. Thank you for making uh, this fun and enjoyable. You make what, what you have to enjoy your job. You make my job yeah. enjoyable. Thank you. Oh, good. Uh, please say hi to Mr. Adler for me. And I'll um, hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Will you be in Madison? I'm uh, I'm I have a flight to Chicago for sure. Why are you not coming? I just, My I turn just, to ask the question, Savon. Why are you? I, not I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just slowly. I'm getting in. I'm getting in the the cold lake slowly. <laughs> no lake. Yeah. No. That's no, no lake. Okay. No lake. Yes. No lake. All right. Uh, thank you very much. I really My appreciate pleasure. your time. Yep. Thank you. Uh, ciao. Bye. Caroline Lambre. Wow. She's great. Um. She was. She was on the. She one time I interviewed Adler on the show, I think, and she came on and kind of took over. And I and uh, and I was too fixated on Jeff, and I should I should she needs to be a staple on the show. She's good. We didn't even yeah, she's a firecracker. There's not even um, there's so much we did we didn't even she needs three hours. There's so much to talk about. That's an um, a awesome woman. That is someone who's crazy confident who doesn't uh, ex who doesn't uh, force. I can't stand people who force their confidence. She's crazy confident, and then yet you don't feel like she has anything to prove. She's still herself. She's chilling. Yeah, I dig that. That's a good human. They have. I promise you, they have a very special relationship. You don't have two people excelling at that level. There, there's things that they have to let go that would fucking drive 99% of humanity insane. They don't, I don't think they do any pettiness. There's no way they can. And I, I, I'm speaking from my own experience. My wife doesn't do any pettiness with me. My wife never, ever fucking nags me. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have our issues. Um, holy shit, Dan. That You are a bitch ass for bringing this up. Dan Guerrero says, Sevy, it would suck to see Colton Merton's cut. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, when he could smash workout on Sunday, make some highlights, and do leaderboard damage. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. I will wet. I will. I, I, he cannot get cut. I'll fucking turn my world upside down. 
really don't want him to get cut. But listen, that's the drama, right? That makes me so much more interested in those first however many events before the cut. Right, Dan? It's just like I'm going to be like, oh. Yeah, because I don't want my horse to get cut. There's going to be so much tension there. Uh, Sean uh, Lenderman, like she pegs Adler special or they have great communication. No. Unacceptable. No, they, they, I suspect that they, they're just not petty. There's not, um, the things that would bug other people in their relationships or the things that eat away at relationships there, those two are not going to do. They don't have time for that. The, the priority, the goal is so, so on its own pedestal it doesn't interact they're not going to let that their agenda interact with any of their like ego personal shit that's not how superstars soar that's not you know um i'll give you an example I'd be, I'd be curious to ask fraser this i'll give you another example but you know fraser had that line where like when people came to his house they had to like do a pc they had to swab their nose or do some sort of test or take their shoes off or something I guarantee you, Sammy was like, well, it's my mom. We can't make her do that. It's like, no, it's like, you're not even going to bring that shit up. Ooh. What do you guys think about, um, what do you guys think about when uh, people ask you if they can uh, call you? I have like really good friends who, who say that? Can I call you? I had someone the other day, famous, a famous person call me and they're like, sorry for cold calling you. I, I, like, like what? No, call me. You can all, you can, I'll just not answer if I don't want to talk to you. You can always call me. You can, you can call me. You can, I cannot answer. You can call me again. You can. This other guy, you know, says to me the other day, hey, let's talk next week. <laughs> next week. I'm like, okay. And he's like, can we schedule a time? I'm like, no. Schedule time. The only people who can schedule time with me is if I'm making money. No, just, just call. Just fucking call me or don't call me or call me or we play phone tag. I'm not, unless you're paying me, I'm not fucking blocking off a, a section of time for you or, you're, or like, even my mom knows, like the other day, I had to, and this is going to blow you guys away, I had to go over to her house and build something. No, no, she had installed a screen door, and she wanted it adjusted, like lowered, so I had to take off all the screws and lower it. Some man shit. I took my drill over there, drill bits. I didn't just put the screws in, I pre-drilled the holes. The fucking artiste. And uh, even my mom knows, like she's like, hey, sometime this week, can you do that? I'm like, uh-huh, she knows I'm already getting pissed. And then the next day she calls, she goes, what are you doing? You want to come over? And I look at my clock. I'm like, yeah, that was a good time. I roll over there. I should have charged my mom 40 bucks. Man, shit. Yeah, thank you, Todd. Thank you. You didn't even use an LOL. You used a ha. Todd Tucker. Heidi Kroom. You got to love a good pre-drill. Yeah. I, you know what I, you know, on, on the pre-drill, Heidi, when I'm pre-drilling something, Heidi, when I'm prepping it, 
or a good screw. Uh, I always feel like I'm using too small. I'm wait. I'm just bullshitting, by the way, until Man on Anganese comes on. I think that should I yell at Sousa, even though it's not his fault. She's not here. Um, uh, I I always feel like when I'm about to pre-drill something, I use too small of a bit. And um, the thing is, but if you use too big of a bit, then uh, the screw won't, won't fit tightly. I, I, I need to speak to it like a professional driller, screwer, professional screwer, carpenter. What are they called? Carpenters. You know who else was a carpenter? Yeah, you remember that line from that was the Michelle Bassinet uh, interview. That was great. But too big. With too big. No. No. Tank Reeves, I literally turn on the show to see Heidi. Just to like to try to get a peek at her little picture. <laughs> You're like, I know there's people's little pictures that I like to look at too. Uh, oh, look at this. David, I hope you're talking about Colt Mertens. Uh, David Masella, in front of the uh, flag of the United States of America, says top 20 and event winners. Uh, awesome. Yeah, good. Oh, look, there she is. I just saw her pop up. There she is. Hi. How are Mon you? Anganese. How yeah. are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. So good. Perfect. Did you just run in? Uh, yeah, I am. I just ended my last session of the day, so I am still a little bit sweaty. I'm so fresh, so clean, but it's okay. Do you know the song "So Fresh, So Clean"? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. All right. Hey, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you need two minutes? Do you want to do something? Do you want to get water or uh, no, no, a shake or uh, I have no? My, I have my shaker with me. I'm ready to go. Awesome. Am Am I saying your name right, Manon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. can I hear... This is my American name. Can I hear you say it? Mano. Mano. Yes. Mano. So don't even pronounce the N at the end. Mano. No, but I have an American version, so I'm okay with it. Okay, Mano. But I could also call you Mano. You can also call me Mano. Yeah. And your and will you say your last name for me? Angonese. Angonese. Oh, I like that. Mano yeah. Angonese. Yeah. Mano Anganese. Sounds Mano good, right? Ganese. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I like saying um, uh, BKG's name too. Bjorgen Carl Goodmanson. Yeah. Can you say his name? Uh, Bjorn Carl Goodmanson. Oh, you say it even better than I do. Yeah. Because I'm European. Yeah. You're yeah. European. You're, you're, you're um, Bel Belgian. I'm Belgian, but I'm 100% Italian blood. Oh. Yeah. Is uh, uh, this is a crazy question. I, I apologize. Does, does, are there people who, does Belgium have its own people? Or is it just all, does Belgium have its own people? Belgium is what? Uh, sorry? Does Belgium have its own people? You know, like Israel has <laughs> Jews and Spain yeah. has Spaniards. Does Belgium have like Belgiumese people? Yeah, 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 we have true hundred percent blood Belgian guy. Yeah, Belgian guy. Wow, they are interesting to meet. And um, is uh, is Belgium more Italians than than Belgium? What do you call the Belgian people? What what do they call Belgian people? Belgium, Belgian people. Because you got Italy and then Italians. Yeah, 
And you have Armenia and you have Armenians, but be oh, Belgians, maybe the Belgians. Belgian people, yes. Belgian people. Um, are there more Italians than Belgians in, uh, in Belgium? We have what? Are there more Italians uh, in Belgium than there uh, are Belgians? Depends where you go in Belgium, but uh, you need to, to know that after the war, a lot of Italian people came in Belgium to work in the industry. Uh, and so my grandparents did. This is why I'm Italian, but I was born in Belgium. And this is why we have a lot of Italian community uh, communities in Belgium as well. After World War II? Yeah. Wow. And, and, and when you said they um, uh, came to work in the industry, what industry? Um, a lot of uh, factories. Sorry, not industries, factories. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I, I remember the first time I saw you on TV. I saw you were um i think it was a hundred pound d-ball sandbags it was um, sandbags yeah and you were doing um ground to shoulder work and the other people were doing onesies and you were doing touch and go and i yeah. remember thinking oh shit i don't know yeah. i i can't do that <laughs> and i remember thinking that was incredible where, where was that was that at rogue uh no it was in dubai and um and, and tell can you tell me about that workout when you walked up when you it was was it it was a hundred pound sandbag? Uh yeah, it was a hundred pounds. Uh, I don't remember exactly the sandbags, but I just remember that we had a crazy volume of sandbag clean. It was like thirty up and thirty down as well. Uh yeah, it was a lot of sandbags. And 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 Mano, when you approached um, the sandbag, did you know you would do touch and go? Yeah, if it's 100 pounds, you know, uh, I have a really good trust in my lower back. Uh, I know my back is solid and I know, you know, I can just lift it with a rounded back, you know, uh, just touch and go. And as fast as it's done, it's like this way it's done and I can do something else after that, you know. So I just want it to be done fast like this. I'm done. I've never heard that sentence. I have trust in my lower back. God, I wish I could say that. Maybe yeah. I should start practicing that. When did you get that trust? I don't know. Maybe because I never had any issue with my back. And also because I worked a lot when I was young. Uh, you know, I stopped school at 15 years old. And I started to work uh, as an horse rider. But uh, when you start as an horse rider, when you don't have money, you also have to do a lot of tasks in the stables. This is why I'm... Like, I'm someone who used to work with my body, like, since forever. At 15 years old, you started what? What What rider? Horse rider. Oh, horse riding. Yeah. I was what kind? horse rider. What is that? Tell me what that is. What, what do you mean? Like, jumping over the stuff? Yeah, yeah. Jumping over the stuff, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. In the big line, jumping over the stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was my passion since always, and I stopped school at 15 years old, totally illegally, because it's not allowed to stop as young in Belgium. Um, and my job was to ride horses, uh, to add value to the horses, and then the goal was to sell them, uh, of course, uh, way, uh, way more money than we bought it, bought them, sorry. 
and I had a small percentages at this moment. That was my job, basically. Um, Mano, uh, that's a pretty bougie sport, isn't it? Is that's a really how, how do you how does a fifteen year old girl who is is um basically I'm cleaning horse stalls. You are shoveling sh uh, shit. How do you get into that? I'm when I think of that field, I think of really wealthy parents who put their kids into that. And I had a friend who had one of those horses, and they told me that they would fly their horse to other countries. I couldn't yeah. even fucking believe that. Yeah, um, to fly a horse somewhere must be more money than most people make in an entire lifetime. How do you, how do you break into that? Uh, you know, um, my parents did not approve the, my decision to to stop school and to start to work. But since forever, when I have something in my mind, I just want to achieve it. Whatever the consequences, whatever people think, I just need to do it. Even if it's a mistake, I need to do the mistake. And at 15 years old, um, I left home. Uh, to travel with a lot of professional horse riders. And I remember my dad told me, okay, you can do it, but don't come back home until you are 100% independent. And so I came back at 18 when I was independent. What does that mean, independent? Mean like you could... Um, like own, um, earn your own money, you know? And when you, so basically, what it sounds like you did, if I'm understanding, Mono, is you worked for a company that would get these horses and you would train them basically to yeah. begin this career of jumping. And once the horse was adequate, then some rich father would come along and buy the horse for his daughter, or a rich mother would come along and buy the horse for his daughter. Is that it? Exactly. Yeah. I was the one who built horses for rich people. Yeah. Did you ever fall in love with the horse? Yeah, a lot of time, but I always yeah. had to pull them. You all, oh yeah. Um, would you t would you tell the horse? Did you talk to the horses? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's funny you say yeah, of course, and I thought I was asking a dumb question. Um, do all the people who who work with horses talk to the horses? Yeah, of course, it's normal. Yeah. Crazy. Um. Uh. Uh, oh, so hold on. I mean, uh, Sevon, it's sexist to think only little girls want to buy horses. Okay, let me let, thank you. Uh, thank you for the uh, correction. Um, uh, sometimes you would sell them to little boys. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is that yeah. better? You asshole. Okay. Uh, crazy. And then, and then, did you get your? Did you get your fill? Are you done with horses? Uh, I had few horses uh, of mine as well, but I still had to sell them because, you know, when you have a good horse, sometimes rich people came with a lot of money. So when you're like us, I mean, we come from an Italian immigrant family, you can't say no. You, you can't say no to what? To money. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, so when, when did the training, when did you know you were an athlete? In CrossFit? Yeah, uh, no, just in a mover. When did you know? Did you ever? When did you identify? Like I heard my my eight year old son tell um uh, his tennis coach the other day. It was kind of funny. The tennis coach um, put him on a drill, and my son got tired and, and fell on the ground panting. And the coach comes came over to him and said, "Hey, you need to train hard. You need to be able to get through this." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm pretty athletic." I heard him tell the at eight years old. He told his tennis coach that. 
Was there a point in your life where you're like, wow, I'm athletic? Like you identified with being a, a mover? Um, I can't say when I realized it. I would like to say since forever, I always mm. was very competitive, you know. I never had a lot of friends because of this. Like everything is a competition. And my dad educated me in this way. I mean, my dad was a football player, soccer player, football, not US football, like soccer player. And it was like what we, are, what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to be athletic. We were supposed to be competitors. It, it wasn't a big pressure for me because uh, my dad is my, uh, I mean, he's my superhero, you know, so... But since forever, uh, since forever, I would like to say. Uh, um, uh, mano Anganese. Mm -hmm. Mano Anganese. I have to practice it. So when I see you or if I, if I see you, you're coming to the games this year. Yeah, finally. And um, there was a one year you did you qualify one year for the for the games or the semifinals and you didn't come because of the requirements to come to the United States? Uh, no, um, I was. Uh, national champion in 2020 but uh -huh. COVID came then uh, no last year I did the mistake with the quarterfinals like I missed the deadline so I got cut very soon well, explain that to me you missed the quarterfinals meaning you didn't turn in your video in time yeah exactly yeah we me and Yel Ost same story we oh were... the jelly guy the big giant man yeah yeah the oh I didn't know that happened to him too okay yeah. We were together and we were hundred percent sure the deadline was one hour later and he wanted to repeat a workout. So I was like, yeah, we will, I will help you to repeat the workout. And when we handed it, it was too late. We were like, fuck, it was one hour too late, but well. And um, th there wasn't a, there, I thought that there was one year that you didn't come uh no that you qualified to come for something and you're like no nah, i'm not coming uh no it was for the wadapalooza and what year was that because i wasn't vaccinated at that time and, and, and you were like and, and you weren't gonna get it sorry and you weren't gonna get it um i am vaccinated but 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 of course of course you are you have you have to be to come to the united states of course you are but but at that time you weren't you were like no i'm yeah. not doing it yeah. yeah 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 that made me like you even more yeah but it wasn't like, for the, it was for the for for miami right uh you're very strong willed yeah yeah i have values you know so when i decide something i stay on it yeah you have values god i love values Oh, who taught you to have values? I didn't learn about values till I was like 50. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm young for some kind of thing, but I'm old for some other things as well. <laughs> um, did, did you go to church as a kid? No, never. Do you, do you know who taught you about values? Uh, about what? Do you know who do you remember who taught you to have values? Uh, um, my dad. And he did. Yeah, and me, myself, and I. How how did he teach you? Did, tell me about the origins of values for you. Like like when do do you remember when you learned about the even the concept of it, the idea of it? Like, hey, I should have principles and stand by them for who I am. 
for me, it's it's your identity. You know, if you decide mm. something, if it's your personality, just stay in line with it. You don't have to change for people. If people don't like your way to see things, uh, maybe this is not the people you are supposed to stand with. As simple as that. But maybe because I'm someone, I'm I'm a very uh, lonely person. I love to be by myself and. If people want to enter in my life, uh, they have to accept who I am. Mm. And sometimes it's not easy, but as crazy as it sounds, I have a boyfriend, but he's the same than me as well. But yeah, for me, it's, it's your identity and you have, to, you have to know who you really are, you know? And for me, this is a concept of uh, principles. Um, have you made a lot of boys cry? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Because I, I'm guessing what happens is, is p- people get close to you and emotionally attached to you, and then they realize that they they can't handle you. Yeah, 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 true. That's that's it. That's exactly it. Um, uh, um, what, what was, how long have you been with your boyfriend? Um... More than eight years now. Oh, congratulations. That Wow, that's a huge achievement. Thank you. Um, uh, Mano Anganes, how, how old are you? I'm 30 years old. 30 years old. And um, how long have you been speaking English? Um, when I was uh, a North Rider, we had to speak with a lot of strangers. So I learned at this moment and... It getting it. Uh, I learned more when I worked in Luxembourg uh, as a coach, as a CrossFit coach, because in Luxembourg, not a lot of people speak French. I mean, almost everybody speak English. So I had to coach in English. I had to to train in English. So basically, yeah, I did not learn a lot in at school. Uh, I used to learn by myself, you know, like practicing. So 15 years. Yeah, 15 years, 15 years old. What was your first tongue when you were born? My first what? The language you spoke, well, the, the first oh, language. French. French. And, yeah. and that's what, so there's no language, but Belgian doesn't, Belgium uses French. That's, that's their language. Do they have their own language? Do the people have something like Afrikaans or something weird? No, um, Belgium is separating two parts. You have the French part and you have the, um, the Flemish part. Um, Flemish? What you, is that what you said? Flemish? Or Dutchies, Dutch, Dutch part. Okay. Okay. So you have halfway people speak uh, French and uh, the other half speak uh, Dutch. Oh, Dutch. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of that language. Um, uh, Jonathan Lane, uh, Mano Anganes speaks better English than Sevi. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that's an easy uh, one. Okay, so so French, and then do you, and then uh, and then so do you speak, and then English? Are those your two languages, or do you speak a third language? Uh, no, I only speak French and English. I understand Italian, but I don't speak Italian because I never really had the opportunity to practice it a lot, and that's it. D- there was a uh, talk. Um, of you uh, having Olympic aspirations in 2024 also. Is that still something that's on your mind? 
Of course it is, but I decided to commit 100% to CrossFit because that's what I love the most. I will try to do my best to to give me a chance for the 2024 Olympics, but they reduced the quota. Like, I mean, now it's only 12 women in the world who can go uh, to the Olympics, so it's not a lot. So it will be tough, yeah. <laughs> And it would be in um, Olympic weightlifting? Yeah. You're enjoying that? Yeah, I like it. Not as much as I love CrossFit for sure. But yeah, I like to go in big competition on, on the big stage. Uh, it's always some huge training halls. Yeah, this is awesome. But this is not, you know, this is not really me. I mean... I love to practice everything. I love to touch everything. I love to be good at a lot of things. And this is what CrossFit is. Um, uh, Mano, um, are, are you, when I, are you, are you genetically gifted at all? Or is it all hard work? Do you have any, like, like you were born with huge forearms or giant butt or do you have any like are you, are you just all hard work when did you realize you were strong like is, did they did everyone know did your dad hold you up and be like oh shit this one's gonna be a tank i can't say some people will say it's genetic and me i would like to say it's of course I, i'm lucky i have a good genetics but i'm also a hard worker you know uh so I know I can be good at everything I want to commit it, but yeah, I also suck at a lot of things because I don't want to be good at. Like, for example, give me a baseball bat. I will be a huge disaster because I don't want to be good at this. So 50-50. Well, um, I, I want to go back to that uh, when you found out you were strong, but I want to ask you this other question first. So th there's a little bit of conflict there, right? Because you're this very strong-willed, determined focused maybe stubborn mm -hmm. maybe stubborn person yeah. and yet you've entered a sport that cannot have any holes meaning you could be like hey I'm, i don't want to be good at walking on my hands well that one thing could stop you from being at the games have you had to do a lot of things with crossfit in order to reach your goals that you don't want to do if i want to do something nobody can stop me mm. if i really want to do something no, I think nothing can stop me. Are there any movements that you don't like at all? Uh, yeah, of course. Like all the crossfitters, uh, I don't like to swim in a pool, but I love mm. to swim in open water. Mm. Yeah, it depends with what we have together. Like, I mean, I ate kettlebell swings all alone, but in a workout, it could be fun. So <laughs> depends. Gotcha. When when did you, Amano? When did you know you were um, strong? Was there a moment in your life where you're like, "Damn, I'm pretty strong." Um. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm good at. Uh, I would like to say ring muscle ups is my jam. Uh, also, everything about skills, you know, something you have to learn fast, like a new movement, you have to learn very fast. Like nobody practiced it before. This is what I'm good at. I'm good to adapt myself very fast. But I mean, at, at what age were you, were you 10 years old and you were maybe arm wrestling with people and you realized, oh, my God, I can beat everyone here. How old were you when you realized you, Mano Anganes, was strong? 
Uh, you had this perception of yourself that, oh, I'm wow, I'm strong. Uh, I think it's when I was 10 or 12 years old, uh, I was already kind of built different. You know, all, all my friends at school uh, had the expectation to be a teacher or a doctor or me. I always wanted to be a North Rider. Like I wanted to mm. compete. I wanted to be the best in my sport. I, I used to play with boys and yeah, we did arm wrestling when I was at school and I used to win. The, the, uh, the European semifinals, did you, did you enjoy that? Uh, yes, it was a great competition, really. It's just that I don't like to, to know the workouts in advance. You know, I like to, this is why I, I like the games. This before you, you don't know what you're going to have to do. Semi-finals, I mean, in Europe, we were the, the last region. So we had the workout since almost one month. This is long, you know. It stay in your head for like a long time. God, you really are different. Yeah. You really are a different kind of person. You, so many athletes don't say that. You don't want to. You didn't want to know the workouts. God, you are cool. No, no I like the, I like the the concept of be prepared for everything. You know. Um, these these ladies here, uh, Gabriella Magawa, Annie Thor's daughter, uh, Laura Horvat, Emma Tall, uh, Karen uh, Freova, Matilda Garns, uh, Ayo Wunger, Elisa Fuliano. Mm -hmm. uh, Emma McQuaid, Rebecca Vittison. Did you um, interact? Did you make any friends there? Did you have uh, conversations with them? Yeah. Yeah. I already talked with a lot of them. Uh, we used to train uh, sometimes together with Rebecca because we follow no shortcuts together. Um, but I can't say I'm friends with someone, you know, maybe in another concept than in competition we could be friends but first we are competitors and we used to compete mm. against each other so for me it is hard to be friend with someone in the field yeah and who you you're, you're doing you're following um or you're working with andre Houdet. yeah what what was the name of his uh training program no shortcuts no shortcuts who, do, who were you with before that? Uh, before that, uh, I used to work uh, with uh, Mathieu Dubreuil. I don't know if you know him. I don't. No, he's a, Canad he's a Canadian guy. He worked on CrossFit HQ. Uh, we worked together since forever. And after a few years, I decided it was time to, to train by myself, to test my own programming and to do... A lot of things uh, in strength, uh, way more in giant work with some triathletes coach. And after one year, I just realized it was like way too much work. And I decided to work with Andre. And what's he like? What's he like uh, working with? Are you enjoying that? Sorry? Are you enjoying working with him? With Andre? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Did he make it? To, he didn't make. Did he try to go to the games this year? He didn't. Yeah, as a team. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And and and, and what, do you ever see him? Do you ever actually train with him, or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
uh, I already moved uh, two times in Denmark to train with him. Wow. Um, yeah. and, and people love him. People and he's strong. He's really strong too, right? Yeah. He's, he Olympic lifting is sort of his forte. That's his specialty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty good at everything. Um, was it hard um, uh, doing that? Was it hard giving your trust to someone else to do your programming? Was it hard letting go? Yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard because, um, you know, I grew up in a kind of trust no one kind of first rule in my life. And it was hard to, to, to give my fitness to someone and to trust him at 100%. But it took me a few times to give my trust, like, really at 100% but now yeah I know I can really trust him and it works hey that you did you say your first rule of life was trust no one yeah holy shit yeah how did, how did you get that rule that sounds like such a hard rule oh you know uh, you know I worked in the horses world like basically uh, I saw when I was young, I, I saw what what human are capable of. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I trust no one. You saw it in the horse world. Yeah. You know, it, it's a world. It, it's a wonderful sport. I love this this sport, and I it's a passion. But rich people are disgusting in this world, really. Explain meaning. The, talk to me a little bit. Meaning that um, there's an entitlement because they have so much money that they can do anything and treat anyone the way they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's money. It's all about money, you know. And whatever the people, whatever the horses, sometimes it's just money. And, and you and you were treated badly. Yeah, of course. I uh, yeah, of course, but I was young, so I did not realize it was it wasn't correct. You know, I was passionate. I had only one goal, and I just realized a few years later I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe these people did not act like they were supposed to because I was young. But yeah, it's just life's lesson, you know. Hey, I have this. Um, do you believe in God? Yeah, I do. You do. Um, I had this, uh, I was listening to this guy talk one time and he said that, um, God will give you everything you want. Mm -hmm. And if you resent rich people, then God will make sure you don't get rich because he won't, mm -hmm. God doesn't want you to become something that you, that you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because you know, there's there's these people. Someone might drive by in a really nice car, and you and and some people might resent them for it. Fuck that guy. He got a Lamborghini, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever think that? Do you, well, let me let me ask you. This. Do you think it's all rich people are bad? No, not all. No, rich okay. People. Okay. No. no, of course not. There, there's got to be a lot of a ton of very generous rich people. Yeah. Yes. Luckily. 
Would you like to be rich? No. No. How? How? Why not? I don't know. I I'm someone like when I have a lot of money, when it's a good period about money, I used to donate sometimes. You know, uh, I was so many times in the red zone in my bank accounts. You know, I I had some very bad periods like everybody, and now I have this uh, this limit inside of me. Like if I feel that I am too com- too much comfortable with my money. Uh, I need to invest in something. I need to donate to an association. I need to help friends. I need to give to my family. And uh, yeah, I'm sometimes maybe too much generous about this. Yeah. Um, uh, BJ Penn, uh, 1989, Mano Anganes, my new favorite athlete. Thank you. That was easy. Hey, yeah. do you feel like you're... Uh, do you feel like you're a pretty real person? Like you're pretty, like. If I'm bring, real. Yeah, like you bring it, like. Yeah. Authentic. I'm, authentic is maybe the word. Hell yeah, I'm hundred percent authentic. Maybe, maybe too much. I'm, I'm sometimes. Not now because I accepted who I am like a few months ago, a few years ago, but it took me a long time to to accept it because like when i have something to say i will say it if i feel that something is not right i will say it uh and when i have the feeling that people uh, don't act like real with me or i will say it and it doesn't match with a lot of people you know because i'm too much real too much authentic it's interesting because um, on one hand, you say um, trust no one at first, but you're obviously also – Mana Anganes is very – makes herself very vulnerable because she's so honest. And mm-hmm. So there's kind of these – those those two kind of live in contrast with each other, right? Yeah. Most but- people who wouldn't trust anyone would have their guard up, but there's no sense that you have any guard up when I talk to you. Yeah, but do you really think it's – I'm vulnerable because I'm honest. I mean, it could be perceived that way, right? I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't agree with you. I disagree. Okay. So, so being honest is not being vulnerable. No. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Being honest is not vulnerable. Do you think that most people would think that? I'm not in the head of everybody, but I hope people trust in honesty. I hope. Yeah. Because I think most I think most people are really um, uh, protective because they don't trust anyone. They they're not vulnerable because they don't trust anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're guarded. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about it for hours. Not if you freeze like that. Yeah. Hey, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? Uh, Where? On my body, you mean? Yeah. How old Uh, were you? It was my ribs. And and how old were you? Cuantos años? I was 18 years old. I couldn't do it before. (laughs) Wow. It's the the limit. It's 18. 
Uh, oh, here we uh, Sevon, will you please ask her to say get, get to the chopper? No, I will not ask her. Thank you, though. Hey, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. When, when do you arrive to Madison? I will arrive the 24th. The 20, oh, okay, so early. And yeah. will your parents be watching? My parents going to watch for sure. My mom going to be crazy, I think. Is she coming to the States? No, she's not. No. Watch from home. Yeah, watch from home, exactly. Hey, I, I, uh, French, not Spanish. I know. I just wanted to talk some Spanish. I was just showing off. Quantos años? Just shut it, Lamar. Okay. Hey, uh, I really, um, you're cool. You are a what a magnetic personality you are. You are fucking. You're cool as shit, man. You are a diamond in the rough. I can't wait to. Uh... Sorry, I, I cut you off. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I would like to say don't, don't be afraid to talk to me at the games if you see me. Like, it will be a pleasure to chat with you if you're gonna be there. Okay, I, I uh, ooh, you made me. I, I got goosebumps a little bit. I will definitely, uh, uh, uh hopefully <laughs> see you there. I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to see you perform. And uh, thanks for everything you do. Thanks for just being who you are. You are uh, uh, a valuable addition to planet Earth. I'm, I'm. I'm I'm going to have a better day today knowing that there's someone like you walking the planet with me. Thank you. That's, that's a nice compliment. I think it's the most beautiful compliment I had this week. Well, you're cool. All right. Uh, Mano Anganes, uh, her first time on the show, but not her last. And I look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Okay. Of course. All right, dear. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you, Stefan. Holy shit. Fuck. That was crazy. Oh, shut it, Daniel. Just shut it. Wow. Yeah, and exactly, Tank. I know. I 100%. There's no fucking way. What a cool gal. What a fucking handful. Dear God, please don't let any of my boys be as strong-willed as her. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, I'd love to see you, you and her make a kid pool boy jesus criminy what a fucking handle two firecrackers yeah my goodness yeah i feel like i'm blushing or crazy she's crazy she's wild her and caroline powerhouses i wouldn't say firecrackers i say powerhouses i feel both of their presence oh pool boy don't care he don't care boyfriend don't care Oh, boy's cool. He's cool. Oh, shit. You think Mono Anganese is Trish? <laughs> Man, what a... Uh, all these episodes are making it hard to choose what athlete to root for. I agree. What a fucking mess. Anetze Milano. That's not really you in that picture, is it? That looks like... um. You look like Selma Hayek, as a young Selma Hayek. Yeah, that was crazy. She is... Holy shit, that girl brought it. Kind of rattled me. No, it is not vulnerable, to be honest. I disagree with you. I was like, oh, fuck. She's going to go hide. Excuse me. Dude, I I, I, I can't even believe this. I, I am detesting talking. I hate talking to strangers. And that was so easy.
Caroline and Mano Anganese, Caroline, Caroline Lambre. God, I did it. I want to sell. And then tonight I have Alex Gazan. She's easy. And Seher, Seher, Seher Kai. Oh, no. No Seher Kai tonight. What the fuck? Uh-oh. Schedule change. Let's call Susa. See what the fuck's going on. Um, Man, that was crazy easy. I cannot believe how. They talked. Do you see how she talked? She fucking. They both talked. Yo. Do you know the balls it must take for that girl to talk as English as her second language? Hi. Yo. Dude. Yeah, she was good. Oh, you heard that? Uh-huh. Bro, the, the Caroline and uh, Mono were off the chart. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah, they say they saved me. I was I'm dreading every morning. This is the most I've ever dreaded doing the podcast. <laughs> Why? In case it just gets weird or something? I don't want to talk to strangers. I'm not interested in talking to strangers. <laughs> like, like every day, it's like a lot. Like, like I'm interested in like, like, you know, like if there was a guy shooting heroin in front of the liquor store, I'd be like, "Hey, dude, what's up? What are you doing?" You know what I mean? Like that, I'm kind of curious. But like scheduling it and they come on, I have to stare at them while I look at my computer. It's like it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But you're uh, you're building repertoire. You know, um, my 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 I had family over in Lebanon growing up, and my parents, my dad would do the shit that I fucking hated. He'd be like, "Oh, your uncle's on the phone." It's like I never even fucking met him, and I'm seven. Like I don't want to fucking talk to him. <laughs> Is this where this uh, stems from? You think? And I would run and hide. Maybe I fucking like fuck you. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't want to talk to him. That was like my life because we had relatives all over the world. It felt like. That I'd never met. And they start talking to me in Armenian and shit. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't even know what you're saying. My mom does that shit all the time at parties. Like, we'll be somewhere mingling. She's a social butterfly. And she'll be like, oh, Matt, come on over here and meet so-and-so. And you're like, okay. And then she just, like, leaves you hang. Oh. <laughs> you have to, like, figure out the rest of the conversation with them in person. God. Mom, you know that guy you introduced me to over there? Well, I could see a bulge in his pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, he's just joking around. Yeah. That's, your, not, that's, that's your uncle bolt. Buck. Yeah. That's your uncle Buck. He's going to sleep over tonight, too. <laughs> it's an imaginary bulge. Hey, what, <laughs> what happened to – um? I thought we had Sahara Kai and um, um, Matilda Garns both on tonight. Yeah, so did I. And then she messaged us and said, oh, no, I didn't realize the time zone. That's 9.30 my time. It's too late. Oh, so they're both gone. They're both gone, unless Matilda. I mean, I've given them a couple options to reschedule, but at this point, the calendar is pretty, pretty full. So I so just have no... Alex Gazan tonight. That's it. Yeah, unless we get like a last minute person to switch into that spot, which I've offered it out. But um, did we'll you see. offer it to Jason Hopper? Uh, I have, I have not, <laughs> but that's a great idea. Yeah, you see who uh, texted us back. Uh, no, uh, Colton. I see Colton. Uh huh. Oh, oh, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, I see the other one too. Yeah. Okay, maybe, uh, oh, maybe they'll be able to come in for that slot. Okay, let me see. What should I say for 15 minutes? Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. That would be nice. That would be really sweet, actually. That would that would that would probably warm my belly. Well, might be in everybody's best interest, you know. Said want to come on the show for 15 minutes tonight. I would love that. There we go. We got Halpin back on our thread. Yeah. Yeah, he's back in action. There you go. Hey, do we have, uh, is Pedro coming on the update show on this Friday? No. Did we invite him? Um, yes. You invited him last Friday, and he was like, I can't. And then... Um, but I already, like, invited, okay. I already invited Tyler, John Young, and... Um, I don't know who the fuck I invited. I know I invited Tyler and John Young. Was there anyone else? Um, Taylor. Yeah, that's too. So someone had, oh, Taylor, had, we could push Taylor. Pedro's already on. Okay, tell Taylor he's out. <laughs> Taylor's already got yeah. his own show. Shit. Uh, I'll, uh, Pedro, well, I, are you coming on Friday? Yeah, we got to let him know. So ahead. Taylor is out. Sorry, Taylor. Which? See what? There's this. There's just, just so you guys know, we have this thread, and there's like 15 of us just games junkies on it. Well, not me. I'm I'm in denial. But the others, and then, um, and so I I invite people from that thread to come on to the podcast. And so some people's feelings get hurt when they don't get invited. And last week, Taylor Self's feelings were hurt. He's like, dude, you haven't invited me yet. And so then I just invited him, but then I just uninvited him for Pedro. <laughs> no, Young public. doesn't need a break. Young's good. I like looking at his face. Young could use uh, a break. Uh, no. I like having him there. He's he's always good. He's good. He's great. I He's a fucking rock star now in my mind. Yeah, he's tried and true. Look at look at G's Louise fucking with us. We have a thread too, and it has like sixty games junkies. Fuck you, <laughs> Cave Castro. Fuck their feelings, Cave Dastro. Cave Dastro. I Elisa Car Ridal with the uh, she would like to put out cigarettes on. She, she this is kind of the most romantic thing anyone's ever said to me. She wants to sit next to me in the park and put each other's cigarettes out on each other's feet. <laughs> Uh, you're going to cause another fight in the group text. I did not cause that other fight. It wasn't even a fight. It was, I don't know what you call yeah. it. I don't think it was a fight. Are you at home? It was a flexing of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want to just come on or no? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm fucking swamped. Okay. Oh, just cause you're juggling, uh, you're running a business and have, 80 games athletes are trying to keep on the schedule. Yep. And we have a small business mixer that we're planning. That's coming up this Friday evening at five 30. And I'm juggling two things for the Hayward fire department as well. What the fuck is a small business mixer? It's where we invite all the small businesses from Livermore to come into one room and to be able to network and talk with each other and collaborate kind of like an affiliate, but with small businesses in Livermore. You're doing that at your um, gym? No, it's at a uh, place called Almost Famous. It's a, uh, it's like an event center. 
you um you organize that yeah with two other people from that through the grapevine podcast where we interview small business owners in livermore and get this we got we got a small amount of funding from the city to do it and Dude, you're like a out. real adult i forget sometimes that you're a real adult i just <laughs> assume everyone's like me just fucking winging it yeah we've already sold uh 50 tickets and we have holy um, shit we have over like two thousand dollars in uh raffle prizes and we have another dozen or so small businesses attending yeah that's fuck dude you're the real deal hey listen to this assessment by, by cave dastro young is a three that makes the sixes looks like not look young john young is a three that makes the sixes look like nines so he's speculating <laughs> that i keep john around to make myself look good that's not true <laughs> that's not true at all but i, I <laughs> that's um that's not true but i i it's an interesting assessment i don't think john's a 10 what are you talking about yeah john's good john's good people he's been crushing it oh maybe i say um uh 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 There, I just added more to that text thread. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I didn't want it to make it seem like it's all about me. Hey, what about um, originally we talked and you didn't want Saturday's scheduled? Is there, um, like, do we want to potentially open that Saturday slot back up now that a lot of these slots are filled? Maybe, but. Um, you, okay. you, let me let me just say, so, sorry. I, I'm may, I know that's not the answer you want. Um, you want a yes or a no? Um, Sahar Kai, she's from Turkey, right? Yeah, that was going to be huge in- for me because I'm Armenian and I'm not supposed to like Turkish people. That was going to be like that's going to be a deep show. But well, it'd, it'd be nice to get her on and like for me to it, it could help me heal some wounds that were instilled in me as a child too. You know, that's part of the whole black man identity that I have. <laughs> i'm serious um, what, i'm dead serious what, i was we're taught that the turks are bad just like the blacks are taught that white's bad i mean i live in a parallel universe i am I, I am i live in that universe and i have to what uh, we, i want i want to be liberated from it and i thought that that could be part of my healing process talk to sahir from Turkey. we should clip this and send that portion to her so she knows the importance of it here yeah it's for me I want to be able to walk into a store and not feel like someone thinks I'm going to steal something. Mm, that's going to take. That's going to take a lot. I want to stop blaming Turkish people. Hey, what about? Uh, is there any possibility of <laughs> of going slightly earlier and start five forty five? I'm on a roll. Don't ruin it, Susa. Don't you're trying to do hold on, hold on, Susa. Goddamn, Susa. Susa. Jethro said, "Have Spiegel and Wooly on. They hate you too." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Sahara Kai doesn't really hate me, and I don't really hate her. I was programmed. That's why I need her on because it's it's something that, that we can overcome. <laughs> yeah, look at oh look, clock explained that Armenian Holocaust makes you a Jew and black man adjacent. Yeah, I'm adjacent. Fuck that. The black people and the Jews are adjacent to me. Fuck that. I ain't adjacent to them. I ain't Jason no one. Definitely not Jason Hopper. 
Hey, what what do you want to know about five forty five? What? Huh? Is that is that a possibility, or is that too early for you? Because I'm just thinking a lot of these people are just from like Chicago time or East Coast time, and so that seven o'clock slot we ran into has just been an issue because it's either like ten fifteen for them or nine fifteen for them. I I don't know. I, I got kid shit. Yeah. No, totally. I'm just um throwing out ideas out there. Right. Like you're trying to help me like, hey, it's only two weeks a year. Prioritize some of these athletes ahead of your kids. I get it. I'm trying to. <laughs> the thing I is, is I re- I, it's not even that I'm uh, – it's not, it's, not, it's not – I just want to spend time. I just – like I'm, like, I'm going to go. There's a kid. He's the second best kid probably – second or third best kid. Third best kid probably between – in, in a 100-mile radius of here at skateboarding. And he's going to be at the skate – and he's only six months older than Avi. He's going to be at the skate park today at 930 for three hours. And I can't wait to go there. And um, yeah, yeah, Avi, and him and he loves Avi and Avi loves him. And so they're going to just tear shit up. Hey, when did you uh, mm-hmm. when did you guys start doing the street skating? Oh, just one of the instructors was like, hey, let's start skating the high school. Yeah, I love that. That was the shit I did. We used to make fun of the bird skaters. Yeah, rightfully so. It's so it's, <laughs> so, it's so pussified for such a hard sport. It's like it's like saying you're a um, it's like saying you're a uh, um, I don't know you, you, you're a, you're a, a marksman and then you go to the dude's house and he only shoots um uh um what are those balls called um airsoft. Yeah, like airsoft or what are what are the ones that they used to use when we were kids and like you shoot like the balls and they explode on you and they turn colors. Paintball. Paintball, yeah. I'm a marksman. Come to my house and look at my collection of guns and fine artillery. <laughs> and then you go there and he's got a fucking paintball gun collection. Yeah, yeah. It's like all the dudes that dress up in all the like tactical gear, but you find out they've never been in the military. They just play airsoft on the weekends. Yeah. But they have like all the same shit Dave has. <laughs> There's not an element of getting kicked out of where you're skating. Are you really skating? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's fair. You know, have some poor old lady come out of her small business and be like, "You boys are ruining my handrail." And then you got these three jerk off thirteen olds that are like, "Fuck you! Call the cops! We don't care." You know. There's a synergy between um uh. You you get you get good skaters together, and there's a synergy there that you just can't get. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and you want to know something? Uh, in the other, in this, um, this kid, his mom's kind of obsessed too. It's funny, all the mo- the moms and dad, the moms and dads that are obsessed. We all kind of sit there together, and I got a little umbrella that I just bought from Amazon for twenty bucks, and I set it up so I can sit underneath it and get protection from the sun. And I didn't <laughs> tell you this: I met a guy yesterday at the point. A guy ran up to me and said, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. I'm from Colorado or something." I said, oh, oh really? yeah. And I said, Oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And then he, I, he said, can we, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I said tomorrow. So I think he's going to bring me a cup of coffee to the skate park. I'm living like a king. Damn. Yeah. That's big time. That's big time. Yeah. Cups of coffee delivered. Did they write back in any of those reds? Uh, uh, I'll gladly come on. Even, even more gladly with Shaft's Taylor. 
No, he didn't write. He didn't write back, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have the text yet. Uh, Jake Chapman, Sevy, would you marry, fuck, or kill Wilma from Scooby Doo, Jessica Rabbit, or the woman from Jurassic Park? I don't know who the woman from Jurassic Park is, but uh, Jessica Rabbit, man, she is something else. Hold on, I'm I'm looking at my phone. No, I, I don't see a response. I don't see a response. In the big threat. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the other threat. No, 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 no. So what's happening? So, so, oh, I'll gladly come on even more gladly if it's Shaft's Taylor. Oh, perfect. Okay. Poor Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, I just figured we want to just keep him in the loop because that's going to be fucking early in the morning for him. Or really late at night. He's in no man's zone. Right. Ireland. Oh yeah. So like, Thank you, Eric. Eric reminded me to promote the 50 50 blend. There you go. The CEO from paper street coffee, medium rose, 50 50 blend. God, their new bags are great. You probably don't know. Cause he hasn't sent you any, right? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, use code word Sevon and get some sort of discount. Hey, did we ever get the QR code for a pay, um, um, what's the company? Uh, the the thing I shoot in my arm every night before I go to bed. Peptides. Oh, peptides. Did we ever get the QR code for that? No, negative. But I don't even know why that other one stopped working. That was really odd. Man, do I have some funny stuff to tell you? Okay, so the questions are maybe we'll get someone uh, tonight after Alex Gazan, but if not, that's cool too. Alex is great. Yep. More than enough. Uh, and then, um, and then, uh, sat, you were wondering who we should put in Saturday. I was thinking about inviting Greg back on again. Um, yeah. And then tomorrow. At this point, we're just running out of time slots. Right. Okay. So maybe we have to put someone in there. Okay. If you put someone in there, you put someone in there. It is what it is. Okay. And then on Wednesday, uh, Rebecca Vit- tomorrow's Rebecca Vinison, uh, Bron- Bronislavski. Does that Bron dude speak English? I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, they said yes. <laughs> so we, uh, we asked all of them beforehand. And then, um, and then in the evening, we have uh, Christine Kohlenbrander. Yes. And then, and then on Thursday, we have Spencer and Jelly. Wow, yep. Thursday's crazy. Oh, I'm excited for Friday. God, there's so I, Ariel Lowen and Shelby Neal. That's going to be fun too. Did we get Colton scheduled? Uh, he hasn't got back to us yet, and okay. he was the one I was thinking about um what i was thinking about saturday he'd be great saturday that would be fun for me and there's a couple of them that are like shifting around a little bit i'm just like no you guys just need to stay put (laughs) stay in your time slot all right yeah colton would be great for me that um uh yeah that'll be great oh sydney wells i think i uh i reached out to sydney wells Yep. 
there's these camp there's these people that I just can't get in touch with like um 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 pretty much anyone over there at proven I can't they, well I guess that's not true um the panchick guy uh Spencer uh Spencer's with proven Mhm let's see if Yeah he's always so he's he's good Oh yeah I I sent uh, Sydney a DM, but God, what the, how the fuck is she supposed to see a DM? Her DMs must be crazy. Oh yeah, we have Will Moore add on. Good, 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 good um, guess. Mm-hmm. Paige Semenza. Oh, good. Paige Powers, Emily Rolf, Jay Crouch, Olivia Kerstetter. No, I think uh, uh, Patrick. I think um, is Saher Saher Kai still good for tonight? No, I think Saher and Matilda wow. Garns. First, they combined themselves, and then they canceled, or something. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. They're not shad. I don't don't think that they are. No one shadow banning me. Everyone's cool. No one. No one. Listen. No one feel should feel obligated to come on here at all. I, I'm just joking. Good for the people who are focused and want to keep fucking uh, keep their head down. I'm fucking all about it. Keep your fucking head down. Don't come on. But you want to come on. You want to play. You want to talk. I'm I'm totally game. I want to use this platform to to love on people and exalt them and hold them up. I hope everyone who comes on here feels that um, they leave with uh, added value. Um, you know, that's, um, th that's it. And if they don't want to come on, no one should feel any pressure, nothing. I love you still. Good luck to Sydney, uh, Katrin, Noah, Chandler, whoever we haven't heard back from. And, and it's like, I'm, Stoked! I can't wait to, to uh, see all all you guys compete. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. We don't have anything uh, scheduled with uh, Dave in the recent, do we? No, Dave. I can't get Dave on. Yeah, Dave's. Uh, I hope the best for Dave. Hope the game turns out great. I hope Adrian has an amazing time. Hope. Maybe maybe I should just maybe I should try to invite Don on before the games. Oh, I should let Dave know that Don had a fucking last night. Fucking Adam would love Don. I should should I, should I text Don or Dave? I'll text Dave. I don't bug Don. Too insecure to text Don directly. Uh, Dave, <laughs> um, uh, last night's show with Knifer Cross. Fit Vancouver was another great night for Don. Adam gave Don a handy. <laughs> Sent. All right. I mean, he did. He loved it. Yeah. Hey, an yeah, endorsement he from the, between Zia and Adam Neifert, an endorsement is fucking crazy. Don should be over the moon. Yeah. Especially, I, mean, I would have loved for them to say something crazy. 
like Don dropped the deuce in the toilet and didn't flush or something. You know what I mean? Don pee. <laughs> I, I cleaned the bathroom and then Don went in and I went in right after him and there was pee all over the toilet seat. Nothing. He spit on the floor during a workout. Nothing. We got uh, nothing. As long as he cleaned it up, it's okay. If you spit, you don't clean it up. That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, Mike, uh, pool boy, serious question. Did you legit reach out to Spiegel? Yeah, I do. I did. That would take balls and, and be honestly an amazing tense interview between you two. It would not, to be honest with you, it would not be tense. I mean, it, the, no. the first one second would be tense and then it would, uh, it would not be tense. Uh, I'll, I'll message her again. I would love to have her on. Although it's kind of, it's, it, she didn't make it to the games. It'd be better. Oh, holy shit. <clears throat> oh, you know what's crazy? I've never seen this before. First of all, I have no DMs to her. That I, I, I thought, I thought for sure, maybe this is the wrong account I'm DMing. I know I've DMed her before. Our DMs are empty. Have well, you ever I, seen I, I went to message her and at the bottom it said I'm open to collaborate this this creator is open to collaborations. I've never been yeah. seen that I'm able to collaborate with anybody. Well, I thought they that might have blocked your What? <laughs> they might have blocked your account for that. <laughs> yeah, that they don't offer me that feature. Uh uh Danny yeah. um uh let's see. I know I've invited her on before. Maybe it was my old account. Danny uh hi Danny, uh, I would love to have you on my podcast. Oh, sorry, our podcast. Um, I was the one that messaged her originally. Oh, okay. And she came. She came back all hot headed, and then I just wrote back like, "I understand. Thank you. You're always welcome." You want to see? And then like. You want to see? <laughs> this is a great way to end the show. You want to see? Something crazy. Did you see what Wad Zombie posted with her the other day? Yeah, I did. But that was just like somebody else's account, right? Yeah, and I saw I actually found that account. Did you ever see the original post? It is something else. No, but that's uh some pretty intimate stuff there. Um, yeah, we zoom in kind of revealing. It it is intimate. Let me see if I can find out. It's like fantasy fit. Is it fantasy fitness? It's a trip. It's a it's it, the the it's a weird Instagram site to believe, to tell you the truth. I didn't follow it. It's a, it's a little much for me. Fantasy fitness. Fantasy. Nope, not that. Fantasy fitness TX. Fantasy fitness studio. Oh, I just recognized, I just understood that the, um, uh, the name, what is it? Um, damn. I thought I, I thought I I was texting with um someone last night who sent me to that original account. I really want to show you guys this video. It's 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 really cool. I think she went to like a, a was she at a bikini contest? I don't know what the fuck that was. Some sort of fashion show or something? I think it was a bikini contest in um 
man, I can't even, I can't find the thread. I think she was at a bikini contest in Miami. Can someone tell me what the Instagram account? Fla oh, Flash Fitness. Flash Fitness. Thank you. Is that what it is? Flash Fitness. Is that what it is? Flash. Flash. Oh, I still don't see it. Um, just go to Wad Zombies and then just click the link from there. I don't it's think Flash dot Fitness. Flash what? Flash dot Flash dot flashlight.fitness. Flash light oh, flashlight.fitness. Thank you. Ah, ah. Oh, that's kind of a weird. It says two teen girls. That's a little weird. Oh, no, there's one below it with that Kelly Baker fall. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Th oh, this guy has it pinned. Yeah, this is a weird account. Yeah, I, this is a bizarre account. There's some stuff on here I can't quite get my head wrapped around. Come on, you know what's crazy is um Wad Zombies um uh edit I feel like is almost even better. I don't even recognize her face in that. Yeah. What is it? Is it like is it a contest or like a some sort of fashion show? Uh, is there some sort of like her on her or something? Where you could determine. I don't know. What do the comments say? This is why we should train hard. They're not wrong. Oh, what show is this? I knew she looked familiar, and I follow her now. Uh, she's walking down a runway, hence it's a show. Uh, let me see. Um, this is what show? This is Danny. She's a CrossFit. Uh, obviously, you can tell this is either a fashion show or a fitness show. The top's crazy. Anyway, Wad Zombie um, did a uh, Wad Zombie did an a, a amazing edit of it from Ferris Bueller. Dude, she looks like she's been walking. She, she, the girl fucking knows how to move, man. I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. I, I guess you so could be a great crossfitter though and still be a fucking goofball on the runway. She looks fucking great. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield's fashion show. Oh. Oh, uh, Mike Poolboy, uh, annual Pornhub Awards. Jesus. Oh, it's a oh, it's a Miami swimsuit show, like swimsuit suit contest, or or like you can buy that. You're trying to sell that. Um, trying to sell that bathing suit. Man, she is something else. What a specimen. All right. That's good to end the show with the beautiful Danny Spiegel. Uh, we will talk to you guys uh, soon, tonight. Mr. Susan, thanks, thanks for joining me, sort of. I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call in a little bit. Okay. Okay, bye. Guys, thank you. Uh, oh, it's called uh, Swim Week. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, off to the uh, skate park. Um, thanks, guys. I will see you guys this evening. Uh, get a good workout in today. Uh, love you guys. Fun show. Awesome. Thank you to Mano Anganes. You were you were wonderful. And Caroline Lambre. Uh, loved hanging with you. All right, guys. Bye-bye.